Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. I'm glad you're able to join me today. Hope and pray you're having a fantastic day. You got you a good cup of Joe, and you're ready to go. We're on part six of our seven-part series entitled, I Am the Seven Things that Jesus Said. So today, we're going to look at the statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I find this statement the most bold out of all of them. Because this is where Jesus lays it all on the line and tells them. Everything that he is about, he tells the disciples. Okay? So if you can picture the night before his betrayal by Judas, Jesus is preparing his disciples for the days ahead. And for over three years, these men have been following Jesus and learning his teachings and his examples. And they have placed all their hopes in him, and they placed all of their faith in him as the Messiah, the the promised deliverer. But they still did not understand how this man was going to deliver on the promises. So after the Last Supper, Jesus began to speak to them about his departure, which led to several questions from the disciples. In John 13, 33, Jesus said, My children, I'm with you only for a little longer. You'll look for me just as I told the Jews. So I tell you where I'm going, you cannot come. But Peter and the others did not understand that Jesus was speaking of his own death and ascension to heaven. And Jesus' response was, Where I am going, you cannot follow, but you will come later. So Peter was still misunderstanding and declared that he would follow Jesus anywhere and even lay down his own life if necessary. But as Jesus patiently continued to teach his disciples, he began speaking more plainly about heaven and describing the place where he was going to prepare for them. So when we look in John 14, uh, 1, it says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me also. In my Father's house, as many rooms, and if it was not so, I would have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you. And where I go to prepare this place, I will come back and take you with me, so you will be with me always. You will know the, the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, so how do we know the way? Now in verse 6, all right, John 14, 6, this is where Jesus makes the profound statement to the disciples. And Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know the Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. And so Jesus is telling them he's going to heaven. He's going to prepare this place. He's going to set everything up for the receiving of the disciples. Um, Jesus has already done his ministry. He knows what needs to be done. The prophecies are coming true. Um, Jesus knows the hour is coming where he will be betrayed by man. He will be crucified. And this sets a whole new course um, for Christianity when the resurrection of Jesus happens. So when we look at the entire phrase, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and we break it down, 
and we look at IM section, we can see that this is a very intense way of referring to oneself. All right. And we find several times in the gospel where Jesus uses these words. In Matthew 22, 32, Jesus quotes Exodus 3, 6, where God uses the same intense way of saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. In John 8, 58, Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. The Jews clearly understood Jesus to be calling himself God because they took up stones to stone him for committing blasphemy and for equating himself to God. But in Matthew 8, or I'm sorry, 28, 20, as Jesus gave the Great Commission, he gave it to emphasize by saying, I am always with you to the end of the ages. And when the soldiers came seeking Jesus in the garden on the night before his crucifixion, he told them, I am he. And his words were so powerful that the soldiers fell on the ground. These words reflect the same name of God in Hebrew. All right. So it is the powerful authority that Jesus is claiming to, of himself. It is saying, I am, I am God. I am everything that you need. Even in Genesis, when we see the creation of the world, the Bible reads that God says, let us make man in our image. So Jesus was there. But when we look at the way, right, the section that's called the way, Jesus uses this to define and distinguish himself as the only way, the path or the route that they have to come to where there is no confusion that is 100% truth. Jesus is the only way. He is the only way to heaven. Even when he's telling them to follow me, all right? There's no other path to heaven. There's no other way to the Father, all right? Years later, when Peter uh, brings this back up to the rulers in Jerusalem, he's saying about Jesus, he said, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. It's found in Acts 4.12, Right? The exclusive nature and the only path of salvation has been always expressed in the words, I am the way. So Jesus is the only way to heaven. Jesus is the only way to the Father. Jesus is the only way for salvation. And I know some of you um, may understand this and, and some of you may not, but I'm hoping to by the end of this episode to be able to explain it in a way that, that everyone understands this important phrase, this statement, this honestly, this bold statement that was made by Jesus. All right, when we look at the truth, once again, Jesus is defining the article and emphasizing himself as the only truth. If we look at Psalms 119, uh, 142, it says, your law is the truth. In the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus reminds his listeners of several points of the law, and then says, but I say to you, all right, and then he's quoting and he's equating himself to the laws of God, the authoritative standard of righteousness. In fact, Jesus is saying that he has came to fulfill the laws and the prophets, that Jesus is the carnation, the, the, the word of God that is living, and that is the all source of truth. So, now we have Jesus saying, I am 
the way, the truth. Jesus is the only way to the Father. He is the the Trinity. He is God, the Father, the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. He's all three. He is the only truth that there is. There's other there's other um, things out there in this world, ladies and gentlemen, that is not the truth that will try to lead you down the wrong roads. All right? Jesus is trying to explain to them and tell them that he has the authority by God to stand and proclaim the gospel, to proclaim the, the word of God, to fulfill the laws and the prophecies that's always been foretold. So he is here now to honestly get rid of the Old Testament because now we're into the New Testament. And to look at the end of this where it says the life, Jesus has been telling his disciples about his impending death and now he is claiming that he is the source of life. Jesus declares that he is going to lay down his life for a sheep and then take it up again. He spoke of his authority over life and death as being granted to him by the Father. He gave a promise, because I live, you also will live. The deliverance that was about to be proven was not political or social. It was to understand the true bondage of sin and how death to life can be the freedom in eternity. All right, so Jesus is declaring himself the great I am, the path to heaven, the true measure of righteousness, the source of physical and spiritual life. He is staking the claim on the very uh, God of creation, the Lord of the blessed Abraham, the Holy One who inhabits eternity. He did this so the disciples would be able to face the dark days ahead and be able to carry on the mission by declaring the gospel to the world. But of course, we all know that the scriptures that still did not understand, they didn't understand. So once they understood the truth of his word, they became changed people and the world has never been the same. So how do we follow him today? The same way the disciples did a long time ago by hearing the words that Jesus from Jesus and believing him. They took his word and obeyed him. They confessed their sins to, to Jesus as their Lord and God. They believed in him that he died to take the punishment of their sins and rose from the dead to give them new life. They followed his examples and his command to go tell others about the truth of sin and the righteousness and the judgment. When we follow him, the way we can assure of following him all the way to heaven. So what does this all mean? What does this statement all mean? I am the truth, the way, and the life. Ladies and gentlemen, it's very simple. You have a choice today. You can believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You can have a home in heaven. Or you can turn away and not believe him and have a home in hell. The choice is yours today. I'm not going to sit here and bang on a, a, a book board and slam a Bible around and scream and holler and jump around and act like that. I'm not. I'm here to tell you 
the good news. The good news is the Lord Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father. He rose on the third day like he told his disciples after being crucified, after he laid down his life. No man ever took it. He laid it down for us, all right, because the penalty of sin is death. Jesus took all the sin of the world upon him and he laid down on the cross. He paid the price, the price that we would never be able to repay him. But now we have an opportunity to believe in him, to believe that he is the only way to the to God and to believe that he died for us so we can claim him as our Lord and Savior and have salvation to go out and, and tell the world the good news that this man named Jesus lives today. Here we are a couple of weeks away from Thanksgiving. There's a lot of things to be thankful for. I know it's kind of hard to see, especially with the economy the way it is. But we have a lot of things to be thankful for because we still have our health. We're still up and moving and we still have a savior that's still sitting on the throne. That's good news. Jesus loves us. He hasn't forgot about us. We sometimes forget about him, but he has not forgotten about us. And these are a little bit of dark times we're going through with the economy and everything the way it is. But I'm here to tell you, as long as we can hold tight to the truth and to the word and follow the word as believers, I believe we're going to be okay. So this is that famous statement. I am the truth, the way, and the life. Jesus is all of this plus more. It's exciting to see this. It's exciting to know that Jesus is all of this. He is everything encompassed together, brought into one, rolled into one. So if we we patch all this together, because remember, I've, I've, I've been saying this is kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. So we started off with the bread of life because Jesus is spiritually going to fulfill us. All right. We looked at the light of the world where he is the true, the true loving light. We looked at the statement where he says, I am the gate and I'm the good shepherd because he's here to protect us. He's here to, to keep us safe. He is the resurrection and the life we showed where he resurrected in three days and he now he sits at the right hand of the father he is life altogether and here we are with the statement i am the truth the way and the life no man can come to the father except through me so praise god that we have a loving savior who is all of this who's willing to do everything for us and that's exciting that's good news all right so next week Ladies and gentlemen, next week, this is it, part seven, our final part of this series. And it's entitled, I Am the True Vine. And we're going to look at where Jesus makes this statement that he is the true vine and everything that has to go with it. So I hope and pray you you enjoy today's episode. And I hope and pray that, um, that if you are looking for the answer, You'll find it in Jesus. If you are a follower of Christ who got in the way, I pray that today will be the day that you can come back home and, and reestablish that relationship. Like I said, I believe that the Lord, that Jesus is in charge. And I know we're going through dark days. If we look at it 
with everything that's going on with political and, and economics and all this other stuff. But I believe if we'll just keep holding on tight, following the good word, doing what the Lord wants us to do, we're going to be put in a good spot. All right. So I want to thank all of you for, uh, for listening and for supporting Jesus in a Cup of Joe. As always, I want to invite you to go to our website, jesusinacupofjoe.com. Um, you'll find all the episodes of the podcast plus videos. Um, you will find a devotion. Deva- I'm sorry, devotional page where I do my blogging. You can also follow us on Facebook with our Facebook Jesus and a Cup of Joe prayer page. And also, there is a merchandise store and a donation button if you feel like you would like to donate. So once again, I want to thank all of you for for listening and for following us. And just remember, you always start your day with Jesus and a cup of joe. God bless.